Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Welcome to the From the Finney podcast with me, Jake. Me, Ollie. And me, Dan. Transfer window slammed shut today, so we're going to go over what has been, for the most part, a pretty underwhelming window. Uh, and Dan is back. How do you, lads? Good to have you both back. Are you yeah, all alright? Not bad. I think I've missed, I've missed, what, two in a row now? So Two in a row, but to be fair, one was completely unplanned. It was uh, an impromptu pod. Yeah, one was unplanned, and third time look at you back tonight, Dan, for another unplanned one. I had a good time in New York. Got the... Yeah. Uh, Not much went down, did it? Uh, no, I just got engaged. <laughs> Congratulations, mate. Just thought I'd mention it. <laughs> congrats, um, yeah, no, congrats. So while I, while I was away, I mean, the day I left, we uh, was the day we announced Bayless. I think. Mm, when then, was that? Tuesday or no? Yeah, before, no, it was Friday, Friday, was it? Yeah, last Friday. Friday. Yeah. Yeah. And then um, it's been it a week since. No, a week since then, and absolute radio silence. Yeah. So. Very disappointing. Very, very disappointing. I'm, I think I've not been this disappointed ever with any, <laughs> with anything, with yeah. anything ever in my life, ever in my whole <laughs> life. I mentioned That's, on Twitter. You weren't already aware. Ollie lives and breathes now, then clearly. Yeah, even worse than like failing my A levels and stuff. Like failed A levels. Well, I, I failed my German, but this is way more annoying. So oh, I'm actually oh. fuming. And to be fair, I've backed. I normally back the club on Twitter and stuff. But yeah, I seen that message from you before in the group chat when you're like, Do you know what, I'm actually pissed off. I was like, oh. Yeah, I'm boycotting shit. the game. I'm boycotting the game this weekend. Yeah, take out Peter. <laughs> yeah, I'm not taking any shit from Trev now. I'm boycotting. <laughs> so, but I'll be back as soon as I possibly can be. Oh. Yeah. Um, well, let's start with the window as a whole then. Um, a little bit of an overview, if you will. Uh, yeah. Obviously, we've actually managed to bring in four players. Um, Three and a half players, I'd say. Well, yeah. Patrick Bauer, Tom Bayliss, Andre Green, um, and obviously the one everyone knows, David Nugent. Yeah. Well, we started with Bauer quite early, didn't we? Um, yeah, from Charlton on a free. On a free, yeah. Start of June, maybe. Middle of June. Yeah. Um, very positive signing. Beat a few clubs to him. And to be fair, when we've seen him, he's looked very solid. He was good last week, weren't he? It was um, an early sign and it was a really good start. Yeah, it was. It was a, it was a oh, real... Well, and then, this, could be, uh, this could be a good one, this. but Yeah. Sort of the age the age and the profile, I thought this could be the first of like five or six. 
So yeah, I think that's I think that's that's the thing. Like the window started so so well. It was very 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 positive. Like everyone on Twitter was. Um, there was an air of optimism about North End Twitter and yeah. fans in general. To be honest, I think it's because um, it came it came as well when the LEP started saying all this about experience and all that. Yeah, and uh, it it went it went in like coincided with that, and people probably thought there's gonna be five or six big signings like that. Mm. Well, if, experience if, if was the key word, wasn't it? Neil yeah. was mentioning it. Yeah, if you go through oh. the LEP, I reckon there's since uh, since sort of June, I'd say there's probably been like ten, fifteen separate articles talking about experience. Mm. Um, and Neil saying he wants players who've played at this level and stuff. From what we know about the LEP, it was definitely uh, the club's plan, I think. Yeah. But they just seem to have blocked themselves, if anything. Yeah, it's, it's weird, isn't it? Yeah. And the actual timing's weird, because if you look at Bauer, that was done fairly early, but then it was six weeks until Nugent came in after that, I think. Yeah, yeah it was... Um, so what you've got to wonder what we've been doing for them six weeks in the middle. But if you isolate Bauer, I think it's I still think it's a very good signing. Yeah, no, it is. I think it's it's um like we said, it started in probably the most positive way. Yeah. Um then obviously Nugent came in. I think you strip it back and you look at it for what it is, I take out the the nostalgia side of things and it's a signing for the fans, really. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I don't want to go too much into Nugent because we'll talk about him in a little bit more detail later on. Mm. Um, but then it was, again, a few weeks after that that there was just nothing. There was plenty of talk. Yeah. Um, and obviously we had Bayless and Green within less than 12 hours of each other. Yeah, I mean, Robbo was sold, wasn't he, around the time Nugent came in? Yeah, um, was and it just then... before... It was it was literally a couple of days out, I think, yeah. Yeah. And then the LEP again stated that that would sort of trigger incoming activity. Um, uh, and it's just not happened, has it, really? Um, Bayless and Green, I think, are two good signings again. Bayless is a superb signing. I'm yeah. saying partially as a Coventry follower, because uh, of my four years at uni there, I've watched him develop a fair bit. He's a really good kid. I said in the pod the other week that I knew next to nothing about him, uh, but from what I've read and what I've been told, like by you two and other people, um, definitely seems like he's got bags of potential and that he's um, not. I wouldn't even say one for the future. He's one for right now. Yeah, yeah. I think it's a very exciting signing. Mm. I think, I think in a couple of years, if we haven't sold him yet, he'll be our best player. Yeah. He's, he's sort of a long-term... Well, he might not even be long-term, but he's he's going to provide what Galley does. Just, But he's 12... Well, he's 14 years younger, so... <laughs> I thought you were going to say he's 12. No. Nah. <laughs> he's only 20. He's a young lad, though, but he's. I think he'll make an impact pretty much straight away. He's, he's one of them who's he's not going to take time to bed in, I don't think, too much. No, nah, I don't think he will. We've got quite a young squad on the whole as well, so I think that would help him settle in. Playing alongside Pearson as well. It's not like he's going to be the youngster in a big team. He might have been if we'd done what we'd said we were going to do in the window and signed a lot of experienced players. But uh, mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Just hasn't turned out that way, has it? Uh, yeah, and Andre Green, I, I quite like as a player. I don't think many people have actually seen him play that much. Uh, I, um, I, I will reserve judgment because I've not seen a lot of him at all, yeah. apart from the player. He likes to no. attack. He likes to attack the box. He's quick. He, he takes up good positions as well. So I think he'll be a decent signing. Another one. I'm excited to see him, but he's for me at the minute he's maybe a little bit of an unknown quantity, but yeah. a bit underwhelming. Yeah. Considering we sold Robbo for eight mil, yeah, and also it's not just Robinson; it's Barker's gone, Robinson and Nemetia who played forty games, and the only attackers have been Nugent and Green. So it's a bit disappointing when you just look at numbers and quality. Yeah. Well, in the um, in the bounce game the other night, Green moved up front for the second half, which I mean. I said at the time, I think that was more due to circumstances. Yeah. Yeah, but, well, Nugent but, only played 45, didn't he? So well, Nugent, Nugent, Nugent came off with a tight calf, Neil said, in the early, in the interview he did somewhere. Stockley had just played at Millwall. Maguire had just played. And it looked like Malt was going to leave. So, literally, no one else was available up front. So, I think that's all it was. Do you not, do you um, not think... I prefer to use Andre Green as like a striker rather than use Louis Malt. Uh, maybe, but he's he's never played there in his life, Andre Green. Uh, but the thing about Malt is he's just he's just never going to feature, is he? Anyway. No, you got a feel for that, lad, don't you? It's not. Yeah, it's not I mean, his fault. I feel for him, but um, he's just not good enough. No, no, that's what I mean. It's not I his fault he was brought in. It's... Yeah, he had a fair crack at a whip. He, I've seen people say he's not had a chance and all that as well, but he's been here for 18 months. And he's just he's not. Played a fair, he's, played, he's played a fair bit. He's played enough. Yeah. You can tell when someone makes an impact for someone doesn't, can't you? So he's just... Yeah. So I don't know. The thing about Green, I wouldn't read too much into. But... I think the other thing about people saying that players haven't had a fair crack at the whip Josh Harrett seems to be one that people seem to think hasn't had a fair crack of the whip, but he's played like 46 games for us. Harrett, he, played and, the, uh, he played the majority of the season before last. Yeah, and to be fair, like 31 of those 46 were substitute appearances, but for people to say that he's not had a fair crack of the whip, I'd say that he has. I think the more important thing that people forget is that they train four times a week as well. Yeah. And I've been down to yeah, training. The coaching staff see a lot more than we do. Yeah, I've, when I've been down to training, Neil does tactical stuff. If you don't understand it, you're not going to start games. If you don't buy into it. Yeah. Uh, and that probably goes back to what we talked about about his favourites again. So I think tactical rigidness is very important. Maybe Harrop doesn't have that. Maybe Malt mm-hmm. can't, can't do what he wants from his striker as well. Yeah, so, well, the bottom bad. line, the bottom line is we haven't we haven't really brought in players who are probably going to be much better, which is disappointing. Mm. Um, the next point that we've got is an odd one to me, to be honest. Um, Josh Hill going out on loan and him going out without us having anyone in. Prior to yeah. it, considering he was our only real option as 
any kind of backup to Andrew Hughes. Um, and it's I've said what... it in the past that w- mm-hmm. we need to move away from being a club that has that resorts to square pegs in round holes, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it was today or yesterday, Neil's mentioned about we've yeah. got Rafferty and Fisher that can I mean, cover there. The thing is, he's got to say that, I suppose. But yeah, of course he does, because he's got Neil, Neil will be anybody else in, he's got to come up with something, hasn't he? Yeah, Neil will be fuming with that. Mm. What we've done is what we've done is we've let um we've let like an attacking young left back go out on loan and his replacement is our fourth choice right back from January. I mean, the one thing you can always say about North End, if nothing else, is that we always seem to be organized and competent. And letting Josh Earl go out on loan before before we had a replacement lined up is absolutely incompetent, in my opinion. I think. Yeah. I think it's, it's incompetent. It's, it's left us massively in the lurch. It's embarrassing, really. Like, mm. I don't know how that can happen. And and to rub salt in the wound, the poor lad got injured. Yeah, and it's literally a shambles. We'll see uh, out for two months. Uh, twelve weeks, I think it was. Yeah, three months, I think. Um. But I don't know what happened with Max Lowe because he's not ended up going anywhere. I think I don't know if the Scottish window shut or, or not, but he's not gone to. I think I saw Celtic mentioned, but oh, what if, for for Lowe? For Max, yeah. Um, but you'd have thought to allow Josh Earl to go on loan, they would have been very close to signing someone. Yeah, well, that's what I mean. It just it's just. It, if, if that the isn't the case, then it, it just smacks of it's just weird behaviour. Yeah, it's very strange. And you can't imagine Neil allowing that to happen. So mm-hmm. I don't know. But I think the other thing that frustrates me about it is that we won't get any answers because no one will ask questions. The press mm-hmm. won't ask questions. It'll uh, it'll come it'll come up at the next fans forum, which will probably be in. Oh, I don't know, around Christmas sometime, maybe. Yeah, and yeah. Just get, and they'll just talk around it, won't they? Like they yeah, John Kay will come out with some shite like he always does. Yeah. And we'll just get... We'll say we had irons in the fire but could get them, them over the line. Yeah, and we'll just get fobbed off. Yeah. That's another thing. Um, Bidwell, Jake Bidwell rejected us a few weeks ago. So we obviously... It wasn't just like a out-of-the-blue thing. Yeah, it wasn't just an out-of-the-blue thing, though. Like a last minute spur of the moment mm. thing. So it's it, clearly something that they've been trying to get done for a few weeks. So then again to let Earl go out on loan, it just seems Unless it's come from Earl's side that is demanding to go out on loan. Well yeah, maybe. Uh, which I mean, looking at how active his dad is on social media and stuff like that, you wouldn't Yeah be surprised mm. by it. Yeah, I can understand both points of view, but from the club it's just Incompetent. That's what it is. And yeah. if Hughes if Hughes gets injured, then you're talking about probably moving Fisher to left back, putting Clark in at right back. So you completely unbalance the back four. Yeah. Because when the back four is fit, it's quite a strong back four. But as soon as you take one player away, you got to shift two or three around. Just upsets the whole balance of it. Hughes could get injured on Saturday for six mm-hmm. months. Well, he nearly got sent off on Saturday, just gone. Yeah, should have been sent well, off. He should have been sent off, yeah. He was yeah. lucky not to have been sent off, to be honest. So, to allow that to happen is 
you can't imagine any other club in the league allowing that to happen. Mm. So it's very frustrating. And I'm sure, obviously, what Neil said today is what he had to say. But I'm sure he's fuming as well. I would imagine. Well, there's nothing else to say. I mean, if you'd been, if you knew that you didn't, that you weren't getting another left back to cover, the only thing you could do is list your various right-sided full-backs. As yeah, potential. that's all. That's all you can do in it. Or you can say we'll go to a free at the back and play a wing back. But it's yeah. yeah, it's daft. It's just a daft, weird situation. And if that was to be the case, I don't really see a system like that. So again, enough, to be honest. Who would play well, left-sided wing-back? You Me neither. Who, who would, would like play that? there? Who would play le- Yeah, if, if we did move to three at the back, who'd play left-sided wing-back? Exactly. So mm. I, was th- I was thinking DJ, you know. Or maybe Barky. Or Barky, yeah. Um, another thing I'd say is I think DJ... This sounds strange, but I think DJ would be used ahead of Rafferty at left-back. Just because he's left-footed, pretty much, and he's mm. athletic. And what I about think... what about Ben Davis? He's no. an option. See, no. this crossed my mind as well, and the last thing I want to see is Ben Davis move back to left back and have mm. two no. right-sided centre backs. No, the way Neil plays, I don't think it'd happen. I think DJ is a lot likelier. No, I don't agree with you on that one, to be honest. But well, I've, I suppose I've, I've... we'll see what happens. So, one of the signings that has come in, obviously in the summer, which think appeased some fans like I said before from a nostalgia point of view um, was David Nugent but he shouldn't have been allowed that he was our only striking option brought in because I think we're going to see a little goal return from him arguably his legs have gone um, and you uh, could yeah, just quite simply say that he's passed it yeah that, that's that's basically what I'm saying yeah he's a mascot Basically, we're paying probably almost 10k a week for yeah. a mascot, and he'll uh, have maybe sold a few hundred shirts, but I doubt it'll be anywhere near a week's wage for him. No, it's still hard to get my head around that one. Obviously, it's it makes sense from the club's perspective, but I can't imagine Alex Neil ever wanting to do something like that. That's not how Alex Neil works. Um. And he's injured, isn't he? Well, he's he's not fit to to play games yet. No, I mean if you play, yeah, he's still getting speed. He's just in getting a minute. five minutes in the bounce game. Then he got he's, forty-five, but he came off because he's he was. Yeah, tired. it'll be a while. It'll be a while. He said he tightened up, didn't he? Yeah. So that appears to me more a Trevor Hemmings signing, especially when Hemmings was out at was it failed we went to Jake and Nugent was there. Yeah. Yeah. So made it. Yeah, Hemmings made a special appearance. So that's the trend. So that's that's max to me of Alex Neil not having much to do about that. And when he's fit as well, it's hard to see where where Nugent even features. Yeah, because you can't see him ploughing well, I mean, from there's on his own. Two so. arguably three ahead of him, maybe in off the left, but he's no, no way. A lot ahead of him. Honestly, just, the just, only way I can see him playing is in a two, but. Sort Even of a last then. twenty, last twenty thing up front. Yeah, Jason. Yeah, that may be when he scores the odd goal, but you just need more. Especially as you say, it's the only striker we've brought in. Mm-hmm. You just need, you just need so much more. Again, I can't see many other clubs in the league signing someone like that and as their only striker. No, well, you, you, you maybe not based off last season, but definitely 
the season before, could argue that we were quite similar to Derby. Obviously, they finished two points above us the season before. Yeah, um, one point, weren't it? Uh, one was point. It, it was one or two, yeah. yeah I don't want to uh, make near it eight for someone listening. <laughs> I think it was. Um, but it, it, they only just finished above us. Um, yeah. And they let him go, and we signed him. Yeah. So, yeah, that's that's pretty much it. We're taking right. we're taking caps from our rivals. Yeah, yeah, basically. How can you say that we're competing with teams like that when we're signing their cast-offs? Yeah, exactly. All you've got to do is take the fact that he played for us however many years ago away and then see if it's a good signing or not. <laughs> well, it's evident that it's not. I don't think it is, no. Like, like I think we said in um, <sighs> when we talked about him coming in the first time, I think we said about he'd scored two goals last season. Yeah. If it was any other striker other than David Nugent that we brought in that scored two goals, it'd have been absolute uproar on social media. Mm. Even when we were linked with Fraser Campbell, who scored twelve, people were saying, "Oh, it's past it." Yeah, and it just makes you laugh. And I'm almost gutted about us not signing him as I am gutted us about us not signing the keeper. To be honest, mm, the keeper thing, the keeper thing, yeah, that that's killed me. That's the keeper thing. Yeah. To be honest, I'm so disappointed about that. Bad day. Bad, bad day. Yeah. And, but the thing is, imagine how... It's clear we needed a keeper since, what, October last year? Yeah, I mean, not just that, but Neil's demanded one since May. Yeah. Three months, three months. And Millwall, we played Millwall on Saturday. Frank Fielding got injured. They've signed a keeper today in less than a week. Mm-hmm. He's Did not a very Luke Steele, he's not a very good keeper, but they've still gone out and signed a keeper. Yeah. That equivalent of us signing Ripley, that probably. Yeah. Well, the thing is, he, he could, like, yeah, he's not very good, but he could go in, completely change of, like, scenery, and there's nothing to say that he can't get off to a good start and have a decent season. And yeah. I think the fact is, with, with Rudd at the minute, is he's just in this rut of... Yeah. Just shite after shite, basically. Yeah. And and people, he'll he'll pull off one good save, and people point to that, and that that will be uh, enough this is, for them yeah. to be like, no, he's good enough. He's gonna, you know, well, he's gonna do what we need him to do. And this is what I mean. I have a habit of using my dad as an example. Yes, you do. But the it's the a good new, job he done. Listen, the Newcastle game, he went. Oh, yeah, but that penalty was a great save. Yeah, this, this is what confuses me. I mean, he's a professional goalkeeper. His job is to save football shots. Yeah. Football shots? What Football shots. When he makes a save, don't act, don't act like... <laughs> That's the first time I've ever heard anything I'm, I'm like keeping that. It, I'm keeping it simple. When he makes a save, we shouldn't be <laughs> applauding him for making a save that he should make. Yeah. Just, oh, yeah. Just, I just don't understand. No one applauds the postman for posting a letter through your letterbox. Yeah, I did this morning to be fair because I was desperate for some mail. But yeah, the yeah. thing is, imagine how Rudd feels now and Ripley feels now. Like they both know that we've wanted to bring a keeper in for three months. Yeah. What What's going to happen when Rudd makes a mistake at the weekend? 
is Ripley going to come in the next game? And then what happens when Ripley makes a mistake? Just going to um, rotate them each time one of them makes an absolute howler. And this is why we needed a number one, an actual number one. He had a point of doing that with Maxwell and Rudd, didn't he, last season? He's done it, he's done it all his managerial career. I think it's why Rudd left him in the first place, or he, he sacked Rudd off anyway. Yeah, this is one of my only gripes with Neil, and I've said it before, it's the handling of the keeper thing. Now, it's not yeah, his it's... fault. It's not his fault we've not brought in a keeper, but his handling of the Rudd and Maxwell situation was pretty shambolic. Mm. And now the the Ripley and Rudd thing again. And, and he, seemed, he, he seems to have a big effect on player morale. Especially with yeah, goalkeepers. yeah. Goalkeepers a unique position. You can't be, you you just can't be doing what what's happened for the last couple of seasons. So that it's just a disaster waiting to happen. That now in that it's just an absolute disaster. And that's why I said in my piece last week, if, if we don't sign a keeper, you can write off top six. So I'm pretty much writing off top six. Yeah, I think we have to. Well, I mean, <clears throat> it, it, I. I Funnily enough, I'm going to be the most positive. I don't think we'll write it off until nothing happens in the first couple of weeks of January. If nothing, if nothing happens first couple of weeks yeah. of January, I mean, bring in a good keeper. Yeah. Then maybe we've still got a chance if we have a push like we did last year. Imagine I mean, if Imagine if Rudd signs a new contract. Not a chance. I'm <laughs> physically ill. Same chance as Michael Crow signing a new contract. Absolutely no chance. <laughs> Do we still have Michael Crow? Yeah, there's more chance of me signing a contract with an offer than Michael he's, not, he's knocking about. He's knocking about. Um, but yeah, shambolic situation. Shambolic. Yeah. Um, and that's, just... that's the thing, before we finish on that, that's the thing that's really annoyed me the most. Because I was told yeah. in May that Neil was desperate to sign a number one. And I don't see how you can go three months and not sign a goalkeeper. It, there must just... have been numerous targets as well. Of course, there's... I wouldn't be surprised if it was double figures of targets. Mm, that's the most frustrating thing. Because when we didn't sign Murich, which we thought was done, we thought it was just a signature to get on Murich. What happens after that? You go on to your second choice, and then third, fourth, and then obviously I think we inquired for Freddie Woodman, went to Swansea. Yeah. Fraser Forster on £70,000 a week. Was that ever going to happen? No. So what, 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 are we, what have we been doing? There's plenty of keepers out there. The even think, the lad, even the lad that Dan's on about from Watford, he's gone nowhere. Yeah, yeah, Dahlberg. Yeah, just just take him, just take anyone from from the Premier League. The lad from uh, Bournemouth went to Mark Travers. No, there was another lad. They had two young goalkeepers. Oh. Travers Travers has been kept around, but they had another lad who's gone to the Championship this week. So. Keep and literally every single club has signed a keeper. Every club's needed a keeper, and we've just not signed one. Even and we've got... Luton have spent more money than us this summer, and that yeah. was on a keeper. Yeah. So that that that's really got to me that keeper thing, and you just know what's going to happen on Saturday. You yeah. Know there's going to be a Rudd Haller on Saturday. Yeah, more than likely. Um. So the final thing then before we go on to a break, um. And I think this is another one that will probably be a bit of a stickler for a lot of people is in the last, what, two seasons, two and a half seasons, we've brought in close to, if not more than £20 million 
from outgoing player sales with Kugil, Cunningham and Robinson. Yeah. Um, yeah, all right, we've spent money. Story looks decent. Pops looks decent. But outside of that, Rafferty, Ripley and Janelli are all big, massive question marks. And at the moment, seem like largely pointless signings. Yeah. Um, Stockley's just... Uh, yeah, he's, he's a good finisher. He's, he's looked like he can maybe influence a game a little bit in and around the box. But for the most part, he doesn't affect a game. Like, yeah, I got I got a bit of stick about this actually a few months ago. Um, he just he, the Millwall game last week is a prime example. It's not even that, Jake. It's just going back since February when he started playing. He just I think it was we were chatting actually. At, do you remember Middlesbrough away? Yeah. And I was chatting shit about Stockley because he just doesn't affect games. And then he, I think he scored two minutes later. Came on as a sub, didn't he? Yeah, but even as early as then, he just doesn't affect things. And if you buy, especially with with strikers or attackers, if you buy cheap, you'll buy two, three, four, five attackers. So it's the same old story. With uh, Hugo went eighteen months ago, and no one can tell me he's been adequately replaced. I mean, we we signed Stockley for literally ten times less than we sold Hugo for. Yeah. Oh. One tenth of the price, pretty much, is what Dan's saying. And when you think when you think about it, it's not good. Mass- Maths isn't my strong point, but and it, you can't, I, I, you can't I sell like this... the most out of out of the three of us. Say again. I probably like Stockley the most out of the three of us, and I, I don't get like... what he's shown though. He's, I don't get what he's shown in 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 general play. He doesn't offer anything for me. Mm. He just and uh, I said we haven't replaced Hugo, which we haven't. But even the match last season, I know people didn't like him for some reason, but he offered so much more in general play. Mm. And he's gone, and he's so we didn't replace Hugo. We got Nemetia, and now we've not replaced Nemetia in terms of physicality mm. and physical no. profile. That's the no, most that's important thing for a striker. And we haven't sold our top scorer. Uh, sorry, we have sold our top scorer from last season, but we haven't replaced our top scorer from last season. Yeah. Um, obviously, Robinson's gone to Sheffield United for what close to eight million, seven million pound. Yeah. Something like that, and There's, it just feels like he's just not being backed one bit. 100%. There's, there's, there's annoying trends at Preston when you think about it. Last two years, both years, we've sold our top scorer from the year before and not replaced them. Yeah. Um, generally, anytime we lose a player in a, who's been highly influential for us, we generally don't replace them very well. Yeah, and this is the annoying thing for me. We've lost recently who we've replaced even even half adequately is Cunningham. Yeah, I'd agree. I was going to say Hughes. But mm-hmm. you, can't, you can't sell in this market and then refuse to buy in the same market. Yeah. No other club is doing it now. Even today, Ivan Tony, £4 million rejected. You can't sell Hugo for ten million and then only be prepared to buy a League Two's top scorer. You just can't. Money, money in football's getting ridiculous, and we can't keep blaming the crowd size we get mm. on the money we spend. Because who was it who had the four million pound? It was Barnes, Barnsley, was it? No, it was um, Charlton. Charlton. Oh, and yeah. They are not bringing in that kind of gate receipt or merchandise nope. sale. They're an absolute shambles of a club. In hell. So, like, 
people on Twitter I've discussed it with occasionally have said, well, we're not getting, we're not filling Deepdale every week, so we can't pay these prices. Um, so what? There's half the league aren't filling this, the grounds yeah, every week. Charlton are nowhere near filling the valley every week. And they're still bunging four million on fucking Ivan. Win, and we're just not keeping up. And we're honestly, fans are running out of excuses. Yeah, well, there's there's some staunch fans who'll never never shift. And I tell I'm you honest, now, you got you got to commend them for that. There's some fans on Twitter who are paid by the club. I'm telling you right now. I, I know for a fact there is. I've been in a meeting with Ben Rhodes and Hannah, the media girl. What and they and get they, paid? They've outright said to me. The, maybe not that they get paid, but they've got um, what was the word that you used? We've got people who basically alluded to the fact that they've got people that um, pedal <clears throat> pedal like a, a message, yeah. if you will, from the club to try yeah, and I, keep I, things. Yeah, I had a conversation with one of them yesterday, and they were and they were trying to dispute that. I said we sold Hugo, uh, sorry Robinson for eight million. I know for a fact Alex Neal wanted Ashley Hunter. And I think they wanted about two million, and you've you've got to spend that. You've just got to. You've just got to go out. Twenty five percent reinvested. Like we can't get to a stage now where we can't afford Fleetwood's winger. Stupid. It's just a dangerous situation. To- like you said, you can't you can't partly take part in a market where people are going for millions and millions, mm. and then just think that you can continue to buy it probably what is not even a league one level anymore yeah league one's probably getting close to going past the the level of spending that we are projecting four million pounds for the strikers yeah and that that's funny because the other day we're saying we should go and sign tony because i thought it'd be around two three mil but four mil i can't i can't believe exeter accepted less than 1.5 for stockley that was his release clause, wasn't it? Oh, yeah, he was really 750, wasn't it? Yeah. I get slagged off by people again for getting something wrong. Yeah, but <laughs> if he didn't have a release clause, I think they would have been looking at north of a million, wouldn't they? But still, the thing is, would you rather buy Malt, Stockley, bring in Nugent, etc., or would you rather just go and sign Kiefer Moore for two million? Or, do you know what I mean? Sign Ivan Tony for four million? No brainer. It's a no brainer. Saturday's game will finish one nil to Wigan, and it'll be Rudd spilling a Kiefer Moore shot into the back of his own net. Well, that's pretty much what I alluded to in the match preview. I said, you know what's going to happen with Kiefer Moore. Yeah. You just know what's going to happen, and he's a good player, and he gets into positions, and he's mobile, and he's a lot more than a target man. Yeah. Which is something else that annoys me. People, you talk about bringing the likes of like Hugo back, and oh, we've got Stockley. Right, what's your point? Yeah, completely different players. Very different. It's so Stockley different. Stockley don't move for a start. Yeah. So the the whole the, the striker thing is it's a worry for now because we've got to go to January with Maguire as the main option and then Stockley and then wherever Malt fits in and obviously Nugent but more long term that's if Maguire makes it to January for me I'm sort of past that now because he's been fit since January and he looks fine 
But he got through pre-season without. Yeah, to me, to me, I'm sort of over that. But I see what you're saying. Still, uh, still, surely it's got to be a worry, though. Still, I think slightly. There's always gonna, there's always gonna be that lingering doubt. But mm-hmm. I think what also held him up in his first 18 months was the hangover of the transition from the Irish schedule to ours. Probably. Mm-hmm. Probably. Yeah. Yeah, and I think it's being managed a lot better now by his country and probably by us. Yeah. yeah. So I'm not too concerned about that. But if he did touch wood. If he did get injured, obviously I hope he doesn't, but then you'd be so worried. Yeah. Because you'd be going with yeah. Stockley and Malt as your two options. In that oh, situation... Yeah, in that situation, I'm pretty sure Barky would be used up front. Ahead of the likes of Malt and probably Nugent. Which goes That's... back to his favourites again. Unfortunately. Hmm. Yeah, well, and we've we'll, also, let's not go over old ground with that. Yeah. Another thing is we've also lost a striking option with Robinson as well. Yeah. Because in, in certain games he played as like a deep playing forward and it works quite well. So you've lost another little option there. So to not bring in a proper striker, we've brought in a mascot, we've not brought in a proper striker. Just, yeah. It, I, don't know, I don't know what to say, which isn't good for a podcast. So let's uh, call that one. Sound. Cool. Cheers, boys. Welcome back to part two from the Finney podcast. We're going to talk about the season ahead now because we did a piece a couple of weeks ago. Everyone's saying the predictions for the season ahead. So obviously it might have changed in the last few days. But Jake, what are you saying for the season ahead now? Um, I'm still going to try and remain slightly on the positive side. I had us down or eighth, I think. Um, yeah. I don't think we'll be that high up, but... I think maybe top half, maybe our favourite position, 11th. Yeah. Why? Why? Um, There's not enough quality. Yeah, I mean, all the issues that we've covered in part one, to be honest, it's it's glaringly obvious where we needed to strengthen. Um, Don't get me wrong, do do deals like the Bayless deal and, um, you know, bring Nugent in if you're going to bring other players in in that position where we need to strengthen because Nugent coming in isn't strengthening the forward line. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just, I just don't think we've got the, the quality in, in depth that we need, um, which is frustrating. Yeah. Dan, what are you saying? Uh, I know uh, I was, I was optimistic, but reserved, I think in the original prediction, but that hinged on, me naively assuming that we would actually sign a keeper. Mm. So now, yeah. I think in the group chat before I said between, what, 13th to 16th? Mm, low mid-table kind of thing. Yeah, low, low mid-table probably. I'll, 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 I'll hedge and say 13, optimistically. Mm. 13th. Yeah, I did that piece last week. That, As the stands. 
yeah. we have a strong if we have, if we have a strong January, as I said before, I don't completely think we're out we're out of the shout yeah. top six. But it has to be an it has to be a strong early January. Yeah, I did so, um that piece last week was very positive because what I'd heard was they were they were quite confident of bringing in three more at the time, but I just can't look past the goalkeeping issue now. Yeah, same. so we're a striker short, we're a left back short, and we're short of a competent goalkeeper. So if you add them together, you can't really expect too much. But I'll just go through the squad. Bauer, Story, Davis, Fisher, Hughes, Clark, Pearson, Potts, Brown, Galley, Bayliss, Harrop, Barkey, Maguire, Bowden. There's a core there, a very strong squad. But if you, that's just so frustrating. If you add two, three quality players, then that's, then I'd be quite confident, which is what I thought would happen. Yeah. So I'll I'll, I'll stick to around tenth. But as you say, Dan, if we're if say in Jan with sort of six points, two, three wins off the playoffs then we might go for it, but it's so frustrating to have not gone for it now. I've yeah. no doubt that we'll do something in January. Um, yeah, we need just, to now. Just, just because uh, I'm going off past seasons that we always do. Yeah. Um, but yeah. like you've just said, it, it it's annoying because there's been the last two summers, I would argue, that have been prime opportunities that we should have jumped on, back the manager, brought in the targets that he's wanted yeah. and give it a real good go from the start of the season instead of getting into a shite position and panicking. Yeah, 100%. What's ridiculous is the fact that everybody, including most fans of most clubs, have been quite vocal about how big a chance this season is and how open the championship's going to be. And you'd think... Every other club has been visibly quite aware of that by the business they've gone around doing. We seem to be the only club that hasn't really tried to take advantage. Yeah, yeah. well, like I alluded, well, not alluded to, his whole piece was about how the, this was essentially as good as, well, the, probably the best chance we're going to get in a long time mm. uh, to capitalise on what could potentially be an overall weakened league. Mm. Yeah, I think because of the managers and all that, and because of there's been a lot of signings made, but a lot of unknown signings. So I'd say only us really, and Hull, and maybe Charlton, even though they've done a bit of good business, haven't really gone for it. You look at stuff like Brentford, Bristol, even Birmingham in the last few days. Yeah. Uh, Reading, Reading, Sheffield Wednesday have done good stuff. Literally. The last three or four days has been manic, and clubs have been signing quality players. It's and like it's we've just been we've just been sat watching everybody else. Well, you just you wonder. Know that, you just wonder how we just given up. Cup of tea while his house burns down. Yeah. Uh, you, That's been in the last few days. You just wonder what's happened after the Millwall game. If if we've simply just given up. Because mm. you you would hear if they were trying to get people in. So I don't know. But it's very frustrating, and I'm. Well, the one there, thing, even, there haven't even been rumours. No, that's what. That's what I mean. Like, the only thing I'd say is this similar thing happened last summer. Um, and you've just got to hope that the negativity now doesn't expand into 
ten games like it did last season because we need points on the board. Yeah. You, you wouldn't be surprised if it did, though, would you? No, I wouldn't now is a scrappy win against Wigan. Yeah, we need a win. We need a scrappy win. And then just get players back up to sharpness. Potts is nowhere near. Brown, to me, doesn't look anywhere near. Barky doesn't. Obviously, Fisher. Um, and then get Bailey settled in, get Green settled in. Because that can go two ways. That could That could turn quite nasty, I think, quite quickly. Yeah, but if you get a win this weekend, then things might start looking different. So it's an important game this weekend. Big, very big. Especially because they'll be banged up for it as well with their signings, and they won last week. So it's a tough game. Yeah, it'll be. I mean, I, I've said a scrappy win is ideal, but I can't see it happening. Yeah, I mean, it's a bit. It's a bit. Um, it's very hard to call, actually, because I've got no idea how we'll line up, given the options available. I know how they'll line up. 4-2-3-1, probably Kiefer Moore up front, causes problems. But last season, they came here, didn't they, and we absolutely battered them on the break. Yeah. So, 4-0, I think. But then, but then we tried playing yeah, Millwall yeah, in the season. Yeah. I don't, know, I don't know if you heard the pod the other day, but we, no, we no, just got... You can't press a team like Millwall do when they play it long. So, But I can't yeah. see Paul Cook changing the way he plays with the profile. I think that's been one of the criticisms of him, hasn't it, in the past? Yeah, is that, 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 that is, yeah. That's his main sort of thing. It's 4-2-3-1 and the full-backs provide the width. So, yeah. Barky, Barky should start and cause them problems. I wouldn't I'd, be surprised to see Bowden. Yeah, I'd hope Bowden would start as well. Yeah. Barky on the left, maybe. Alan Brown behind Maguire. So, be a good game anyway. Yeah, no, I'm, I say I'm looking forward to it. I am, but uh, I, the old Jake has come back where I just can't help but feel a sense of uh, pessimism about yeah. the game. I think the first it's 10 like, minutes is important. It already, it already feels like we're in bad form, doesn't it? Yeah, I know what you mean. One yeah, game. it does. Yeah, I know exactly what you mean. It does feel like that. Uh, and the first sort of 10 minutes is massive, I'd say. you just got to hope that the players want it as much as we hope they want it. Yeah. Otherwise, we could, we could quite easily end up being in the same position that we were at the start of the last season. Yeah. I still, I still maintain that, that with the players we've got available now, but I think we are. I think we will be still fairly strong. But yeah, I just, think we, we've alluded, well, we've not alluded to it. We've said in the past, haven't we, that you know the majority of the players or all the players we've got now at the club, are largely the same ones that took us to joint seventh with Aston Villa last season. Yeah. Nah. Dad. So we ended up finishing fourteenth, and the, yeah. the, the end of the season was a bit of a shit show. But it shows that there's still ability in the squad um, I and I think people write in... really. I think you got to write off the end of last season as a bit of a yeah um... I I would yeah um... I've seen a lot of people linking it but to, for me it's got nothing to do with it it depends though because if if we do end up not winning the next say five or six games then 
could you not say that there is a link back to last season and that you could you could argue that there's the poor forms carried over? No, not for me. Just don't see how it. Just just don't understand how that would work. I think I think we've had. Uh, I don't know if you can talk about form when there's been a five month break in which we've had a. That's strong preseason for the most part. I mean, there are, there are a few dodgy aspects of the preseason in terms of the actual the games themselves, but I think with that and the length of time between now and the end of last season. Yeah, and I just think we were decimated at the end of last season. Yeah, knackered, and decimated with injuries and form. So I just wouldn't li- really link it together, but I've seen a lot of people linking it. Well, let's see what happens over the next few weeks then. Let's yeah. hope that we don't end up spiralling out of control, so to speak. Yeah. Um, so come January then, how do you think we'll be faring? Do you think we'll be middle of the road? Do you think we'll be down the bottom? I still think it's hard to say before the league settles down because there's just so many unknowns this season in the league. Well, with, with, the, with the squad we've got at the moment, for me, with the, the... For me, the one known is that every club has strengthened. Yeah, but every club has signed players, but I don't know if they've all... I've never seen... Because I've seen someone today tell me Luton and Barnsley are going to finish above us because they've signed 10 players each. <laughs> Only two of them players have played in the Championship. So th- th- that's very unknown for me. And they've both got managers who have never managed in the Championship. So stuff like that could go either way for a lot of clubs. I think I think Luton are going to finish top half. I've just got a weird feeling about that. But I don't, I don't know about Barnsley. I'm almost Luton. certain Barnsley will. Mm, I don't know. I don't know. I like Barnsley because my mate works there, so... I want them to get promoted, but no idea how half of their... Well, none of their players have played at this level before who they've signed. So it's a complete unknown. And there's a lot of... You've got to remember of... as well, it is it is a long, tough season, especially especially when the winter comes in and the cup games start coming and you get the Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, or with Sky as it is now, Wednesday, Saturday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Saturday, whatever the hell it is. Yeah. Um... You know, it does become a long hard slog, and then you take into account suspensions, injuries. Yeah. Like you say, there's a lot of squads that have players that have played at this, either haven't played at this level before, or have played very few games at this level before. So, mm. I suppose time like that will be a test for them and the manager. Yeah, and the uh, managers. The man. I think I regard the managers as a bigger, or as big, as the players. As well, even the likes of Jonathan Woodgate, Graham Jones, the Swansea manager, can't remember his name, Steve Cooper, yeah, uh, Grant McCann at Hull. I won't be surprised um, if Graham Jones ends up going soon. Why? Well, they've not really had a good time under him, have they? What, Nathan Jones or Graham Jones? Stokes manager. Yeah, oh, that's Nathan, Nathan Jones, isn't Nathan it? Jones, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I keep yeah, that mixed up on another pod as well. Yeah, he's another unknown. And then Sheffield Wednesday don't have a manager. Derby have got a new manager. Um, Brentford's fairly new. 
So there's still a lot of still got an interim coach as well, haven't they? Yeah. Uh, Sheffield Wednesday have. Sheffield, oh, yeah. Yeah. So we've got a settled squad and a settled manager, so that gives us some sort of advantage in my eyes anyway. I know a lot of people will disagree, but yeah. I agree. I think I think we'd be hard pushed to disagree with that, to be honest. Um, but I just think some people mistake a lot of signings as being a lot of good signings. Um, which, is, which is natural, obviously, but there's a little, just a lot of unknowns, basically. Yeah, it's. Um, I mean, it always is, isn't it? But it's definitely going to be interesting over the next nine months how things pan out, see who ends up where. Um, yeah. I have to say, it pains me to say it, but and I put them down in my prediction piece, but I. I a fancy Blackburn to do quite well. Yeah, I'm not sure they'll quite quite push for top six. I think um, we'll be there or thereabouts. I don't really rate the individual players. Like, I don't rate the keeper. Well, Walton's okay, but he's, he's okay. Then you've got Nyambi, who's okay right back. Lenihan's top quality. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, Greg, again, he's not played for a year. Um, and then I don't really rate the midfielders. Bradley Johnson's bang average. Smallwood. Elliot Bennett. Is Jack Rodwell still there? Mm, I'm not, I don't think so. Uh, I'm not don't, sure get me, don't, don't get me wrong, I think they'll be top half, but I'm not sure they're that good. And Tony mm. Robry's just a bit... Mm. Yeah, I think for me, the, the one weakness that they would have is the manager. Yeah, but they'll do, they should do okay. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of clubs like that who've probably had a bit of a go and might not get anywhere. Yeah, well, we'll just have to wait and see. Um, I think unless you two have got anything else to add, we'll call the latter pod. No, I think that's that's me. That's me done. Yeah, same. Got nothing to add. Cool. Right. Cheers, boys. Nice one. Thanks for listening to episode 10 of the From the Finney podcast. Hopefully you enjoyed it and you didn't think that we were peddling nonsense. Um, If you did enjoy it, you can subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify and all the other major podcast outlets. And if you could leave us a review on Apple, that would be mega. Um, If you aren't already, follow us on social media. We're on Instagram, Facebook and Twitter. Just search for From the Finney and you'll find us. And don't forget to keep checking out the website as well. We're going to be publishing match previews regularly now that the season's, well, pretty much in full flow uh, and various other content pieces as well. So keep checking that and the social channels. Um, Yeah. Cheers, lads. Good to have you both back. Take care. Nice one, lads. See you on Sunday. Yeah. See you in a bit.